and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob Crother! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special NXT In Your House edition of the BCP. Right now, you are listening to Undisputed, of course, the Undisputed Era theme by my good friends, It Lives It Breeze. Uh, great cover by you guys. Please follow It Lives It Breeze and also Damnation with some other great covers on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff, guys. As always, thank you for letting me use your tunage. Right now, guys, I am excited to talk about a pay-per-view, kind of a little bit of a throwback here. We're still going through Bizarro World, uh, lots of things going on in the world. Everybody, just be nice to each other, be a good person. We know how this works, guys. And right now, I am surrounded by good people. So excited for this one, ladies and gentlemen. I have a couple rants on board, but let's get to the panel, this all-star stellar panel. And right now, we are welcoming the queen herself from Queen's Court Radio on Smart to Death Radio. Hashtag Queenie Punches. Hashtag Queenie Cooks. Hashtag Queenie Sings. Hashtag Queenie Goes All Out for her all-out challenge. Please welcome back to the show the queen of any. Queen, what's up? How are you? Oh my god, Rob, you're the best. Like, whenever I'm, like, down and, and I come on and talk with you, you make me feel so good about myself. <laughs> We're not worthy. I love being with you. What's up, buddy? How is everyone doing? Doing well, Queen. It's always a pleasure. We got to roll out the red carpet when you come on. And thank you again uh, for a few minutes of your time. It's not a all-star panel unless the Queen is here. That's all I got to say. But speaking of all-stars, we have to welcome back um, hashtag Dad Instincts, the editor-in-chief of the PopRake.com, hashtag Le Champion, hashtag You Know Why Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Bill Bodkin. Bill, what's up, bro? You know what? I don't know why. I still don't know I don't why. know either. And there's going to be those questions we're going to be talking about today, because I don't know the answer. And it's not because I slept for two hours and asked a five-year-old earlier today if I should put a frozen waffle in the toaster or not, and she looked like I was crazy. So, I did find that out, yeah. Um, I, I, I just like kind of crossed my fingers and did it. My wife's like, why do you look so nervous? I'm like, I don't know if it's supposed to go in there. She's like, you're 38. You've done this before. I've literally seen you do it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So, it's been a rough... The last two weeks have been a rough decade, so um, yeah. let's, let's do this, guys. <laughs> so you, ain't, you ain't wrong, man. But uh, Bill, thanks again for a few minutes. And a last-minute surprise entrance, the co-host with the most. Hashtag wrestlers love Chris Nunez. Hashtag the good roommate. I don't know. Please welcome back to the show, the co-host uh, with the most, Mr. Chris Nunez. What's up, brother? How are you? Doing good. I'm doing good. Good to see all you guys. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, the positivity is through, man. He's the man. I could just he he just smells amazing. That's what all the wrestlers say to Chris. It's like you smell so good. I oh, can just fun. smell him from here. All right. He does. I met him. Shower today. Bill, Bill knows. All right. And rounding out this all-star panel from across the pond. Please welcome to the show from the Wrestling with Johnners podcast. A really great, informative podcast. Uh, John, you have had me on the show, and I'm so happy to have you here, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the show. Mr. John from Wrestling with Johnners. What's up, bro? How are you? 
There we go. Great. Uh, fantastic to be on uh, uh, your podcast. Thank you for inviting me. And I can't wait to talk about uh, uh, a Takeover. We haven't spoken about Takeover for so many months. It seems like a lifetime ago since we last spoke about Takeover. So can't wait to get into this one, definitely. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. And thanks for having me on your show a while back. This is long, long overdue. Uh, and I'll have some shameless plugs for you at the end. We're all about the shameless plugs here, so appreciate it. All right, guys. So as always, we start with ladies first here on the BCP. Let's get right into it with the six-woman match. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have Shotzi Blackheart, one of my personal favorites, uh, versus Tegan Knox, I believe Bill's favorite. Uh, or I'm sorry, tagging with Mia Yim and Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae. Yeah, I'm not going to start my rant yet. I'm getting there. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, formerly formerly Reyna Gonzalez. Uh, we'll throw it to the queen. What do you think about this match? Who's going to win this one? So fun. Um, I think the heels are going to go over here, but it, this is a lot of fun. And if you don't like Shotzi Blackheart, I don't know if we can be friends. Right. So you need to like her because <laughs> she's amazing and uh, so much fun. But uh, I hope this match gets some time. That's what I'm really hoping for. I'm hoping we get, like, you know, a nice solid 12 to 15 minutes. There's a lot of talent in here with these ladies, and I'd love them uh, to have the opportunity to show out. Uh, I just think there's more, I would say, overall benefit to have the heel section go over right now in terms of storyline. Um, but I think they're going to they're gonna have a good time in that ring. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Bill, your thoughts? Oh, here we go. All right. So oh, boy. I've been thinking about this one, and I love all six women in this match. This is good. If, like Queen said, if given the time, it should be super fun. But I remember a line from The Departed that Alec Baldwin says, and usually when you talk to The Departed, you don't remember anything Alec Baldwin says, but he goes, Queen Bono, who benefits from this match? And to me, these are six women, women, sorry, two hours of sleep, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> who are kind of like stuck in neutral and whoever wins from here, are they, what does a win do for any of these six women is my question because we kind of have this, um, this kind of like power struggle between Charlotte, EO and Rhea. And I feel like that's where it's going to be stuck for a while. And then I feel like it's, it's NXT, a word that describes NXT in a lot of ways is stuck. Like we're just, we're just kind of in neutral right now. So um, the follow-up line to my quote from Matt Damon was, Queen gives a shit, it's wrapped in a fucking bow. And that's what kind of this is. It's going to be a great match. We're going to win this one. The fans are going to win. But I really, there's six women with so much talent that I hope something comes of this. Like Mia Yim and Candice LeRae have been the female Dolph Ziggler's or the Natalia's, I guess you want to say, of NXT, where they're just like, make someone look good instead of go for the title. So I hope whoever comes out on top, and I, I, I'm going to go with the faces on this one because I can't go against Tegan Knox. Is um, I hope it goes. I hope it goes. Uh, it goes somewhere. We see them because they've all been kind of stuck. So I want to see them elevated. Shotzi, we all love her, but she doesn't really win. So I want to see her do more. I want to see. I see. Um, I want to see movement here in the women's division of NXT because it's a great division. So I'm going. I'm going. Team good guy. Good gal. Yeah, I'm gonna drink more. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> boy, we're just. Better bring me back. All right, listen. There's Irish blood coursing through these veins. I know how to bounce back. Oh man. All right, let's throw it over to uh, nine out of ten divas. Love Chris Nunez over there. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna agree with the. One of them is like not. A, is not real. It's just like 
have to think. It's an outlier. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, with the Queens pick on this. Uh, I think it's gonna be a heel heavy night. Uh, I'm gonna go with the heels on this one. Uh, Candice just turned heel a few weeks ago, so I feel like they're gonna ride the wave on that one still. Um, and I think uh, Rain is gonna have a good showing in this one. Um, she uh, still has a lot to prove. She's still kind of new to NXT audiences as far as like in ring work. So uh, I think she's going to have a big showing here. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the heels on this one. Okay. John, take us home on this one, bro. Yeah, I, I agree with all of your thought points in this. Um, it is going to be a very heel-heavy show, I think. And that's why yeah. in this match I'm going to go for a babyface win. I think that uh, Shotzi Blackheart, she deserves her moment. She lost on Wednesday uh, in a match against, uh, was it against Rina? Um, yes. But, uh, you know, and that was a great match and she really deserved better then. I think she's deserved better in her NXT run so far. I think this could be a breakout match for Shotzi, to be honest with you. And I think all that the heels will probably have the, the upper hand throughout the majority of the match. I think the baby faces are going to overcome. Um, I like both teams. I like all six women. I've got to be honest with you. They're both two very, very strong teams. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to edge towards the baby face side. And I think it could be a, a breakout moment, a breakout match for Shotzi as well. I'm going to say this. The accent makes your opinions seem that much better. It's like this learned scholarly. I don't, I don't know about that. Right. Like you're reading that. from like, <laughs> so like century old parchment about Chassis Blackheart. It's amazing. Where, whereas yeah. our uh, New Jersey accents make us sound very stupid. So uh, no offense. No. I yes. love I love you, Jersey. I'm just kidding, but probably probably not. Oh, it's all uphill from here. <laughs> um, little known fact uh, actually all six competitors in this match love Chris Nunez but also I'll have to go with the face team <laughs> have to go with the face team as well uh, I do see this being a heel heavy pay-per-view Bill we've talked about this for months man uh, almost everyone on the show is a heel in some form or fashion oh, yeah. uh, we'll get into that oh, yeah. in a little bit I'm feeling that rant coming on uh, but I gotta go with the, the face team on this one and hopefully like you guys were saying um Kind of a, a big showing for Shotzi. She had a great showing in that gauntlet match months ago. I'd like to see more momentum behind uh, Shotzi, who Nunez and I almost interviewed, but uh, due to a certain uh, gentleman, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But we were close. It's going to happen one day. All right. All I'm going to say is I hope if she does the trust fall again, Ooh, catch yeah. her. Yeah, I saw that. Oof. That yeah, crazy. that was not good. That was, that was, that was like this one of the scarier things I've seen in a while. Uh, right. I've got to say, uh, Rob, I'm, dig- I'm digging uh, Candice's uh, new new gimmick and new gear, new hair. I think she's really uh, coming over strong with a, a new heel character. Um, so, uh, yeah, but uh, it's going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to that one. Okay, so uh, perfect timing. Cause just let's go get- for it. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Just, it's coming I out. My, Get in. I'm ready to sip my tea and listen. Let's go. Let's go. All right. It's it's coming out. So, um, John, perfect like segue here, man. Uh, Candice is somewhat of a different story. Uh, I got to go with Johnny, man. The heart and soul of NXT. Yeah. The rebel heart of NXT. Chris Nunes has come on my show, and we've done a Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole watch along. We won the title. Tears on the show. Tears. Talking about Takeover New Tears. York. Uh, he, he's your inspiration, Nunez. We'll, we'll throw it to you next, man. He's your inspiration, man. You were there when he won that title. Um, one of my favorite episodes that we did as far as the watch along, just a lot of emotion, <laughs> just uh, two grown men <laughs> taking wrestling very, very seriously. But, um, okay. I, 
don't understand this Johnny Gargano heel turn one bit. And and I am willing to see it through. I'm willing to see what they do with it. I think that Same. I think that feud between Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano was perfect. Put a bow on it. It's perfect. Yep. The back and forth, yep. him winning the title, Ciampa coming out in the neck brace even. The hug, perfect. I, it just doesn't get better than that. Okay, we're both faces again. We'll get that little extra DIY uh, reunion. Yes, Nunez, we see your... Yep, I knew that shirt was coming. Uh, we have that great match with Mustache Mountain. And we knew it'd be great. It was fantastic. All right, it's a little bonus points, a little bit extra. Okay, you know, I don't think that really involves the feud or anything. Okay, I'm cool with that. Let's leave it alone. Then we have, what was it, TakeOver Portland, I think it was, where Johnny yeah. comes and jumps Tommaso. And I'm just like, I think all of us were just like, why are we rehashing this? Like, we know why. It's going to be a great match, whatever they do. And it was interesting. But I just leave it alone. You have a guy who is undoubtedly just an underdog, a uh, rebel heart, a a baby face in every way and is currently one of my favorite wrestlers and I think he is just going to be one of the top guys of all time. This guy knows how to tell a story in a match and he can act. He can he can be a bad guy. He can act. I get it. He his segment with Mora was actually very very good. I thought that was an interesting exchange. But I don't understand why. I don't understand why they rehashed this. Um, they literally said to us, like Bill and I always joke about, you know why. Oh, okay. I, I get that they try to explain it a little bit. It just doesn't make sense to me. It feels like everyone is a heel. I think he is just a clear-cut good guy. They changed his music. I don't like the new music. I don't like oh, this. Oh, Let's not even get started uh, on that. Rebel Heart was one of my favorites. You might make man. Chris Nunez cry right now, and I don't want to see that. He's not a beautiful a- <laughs> It smells great. I, I, I appreciate that. I don't. I don't want to see myself cry either. I don't. I don't want. We'll get there. We'll get there. I don't want that Johnny Gargano way. And like, it's like, okay, you're a heel, but now you're doing everything in the ring. I mean, the one match, hook the tights, uh, unhook the turnbuckle pad. Uh, I don't even know if there might have been a low blow. It was just like every single thing. The distraction from Candice. Like, I get it. You're a bad guy, but I'm just not. I'm not buying it. Uh, I'm not buying it. And they NXT has done everything so great up till this point. It got a little weird when everyone was kind of a heel. We had kind of a lot of heel versus unofficial heels on this pay-per-view. Uh, Bill, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But I just don't get it. I'm, will, I'm willing to see it through, but it doesn't make any sense to me. As far as Candice... If this gives her a push, then I'm cool with it. She was one of my favorites on the indies. She She's had moves of the nights. But this whole, like, sitting at the dinner table, black and white, indie queen thing, or um, evil queen thing, it just it doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of silly. No one eats dinner with a uh, <laughs> cup. Exactly. Exactly. There. No one does that. Um, it doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. And not even in wrestling not, life. Not even in wrestling life. Shit, wrestling. Not even And I just don't. I just don't get it. It. I don't think it's. I'm not biting. It's not hooking me. For Candice, I see this propelling Candice in a way, but like her hair's. Yeah, exactly. Like, did you Did you guys know in wrestling, if you change your hair color, it usually indicates a face or heel turn, as as I've learned over the years. But don't ever let gray hair fool anybody and make you a bad guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but her her logo, her logo was literally a cupcake. It was literally a cupcake. <laughs> like, um, and this this is. This is an adorable couple that say, hey, if you see us at Disney Springs, come say hi. You won't bother us. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, I think it will propel Candice. I think this will be a great match. I do see Johnny getting the win and being the first ever two-time uh, North American champion. But he's just going to 
It's going to be by hook or by crook, and it's going to be silly. I think this is going to be a great wrestling match. I think Johnny being heel and Candice being heel is going to result in some great matches, but I don't understand it, and um, it just adds to everything that is Bizarro World right now um, <laughs> that has been 2020. Nunez, Gargano's your guy. What do you got for me, bro? Um, I think it's it's kind of like the classic case, like Batman. Like, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Wow. Because um, being at Takeover New York, and then I was at Takeover Twenty Five as well. They were booing. They, yeah, they were booing the hell out of Johnny. Mm-hmm. It was all pro Adam Cole, which rightfully so because Adam Cole uh, is amazing. I, which one was Twenty Five? Was that, that Connecticut? Was, uh, Connecticut. Okay, oh, okay. Sorry, I apologize. Just remember. So they were booing the hell out of Johnny, and it was kind of one of those things where after a while it was almost like Seth Rollins on Raw where you kind of just embrace the thing and you just you go with it. This heel turn makes a lot more sense, like you were saying, Rob, with, to Candice, because she needs more of a push than Johnny does. Johnny has kind of pretty much done everything there is to do in NXT. He, they did have that heel turn with him when he um, attacked Aleister Black. Didn't really work out too well. Um, uh, like you said, we'll ride this out. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm not really digging it. I'm not digging the theme music, but you know, I'm biased to Rebel Heart. Um, but we'll see. I mean, either way, it's gonna he's gonna put on great matches. Uh, you are right though. He does kind of pile on like the you know tur- taking off the turnbuckle and using the tights and distractions, and it's kind of he was such a super baby face for so long and almost like he has to do that stuff in order to make him believable as a heel. He is a good actor, but I feel like he has to he has to do all these things to make it more so. So Yeah. And I, I do believe he's gonna be the first ever two time NXT North American champion. Absolutely. And maybe you maybe you and I are, are just biased. Johnny's our guy. Um John I you're love- Keith Lee is awesome. He's gotten yeah. to shine. Great reign as North American champion, but I think with Johnny being uh, freshly heel, I think they're going to give him the belt. Yeah. Freshly and, squeezed heel. There it is. I knew that was coming. Oh, orange. <laughs> and, and maybe, and again, maybe we're being very biased here. John, your your thoughts on uh, this heel turn and then this match? Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. You're going to have a great uh, big man, little man dynamic. Um, exactly. And, and yeah, and I, I think that Keith Lee, you know, he's going to be showing his strength, showing his power, throwing Johnny all over the ring. I'm, I'm quite enjoying the, the Johnny Gargano heel turn. It, it took me a while to get used to it. I've got to be honest with you. I wasn't a big fan of it. But as you mentioned earlier, he was starting to get booze at uh, other takeovers and other shows. Uh, maybe he'd run his course as a babyface and done everything he possibly could as a babyface. So the heel turn was probably... Uh, uh, you know, long overdue, you could say. Uh, so I'm settling into that. I don't like the fact that he's having to cheat and use foreign objects and kind of nefarious means all the time. I think it was on Wednesday when he got uh, there was a mixed tag match and he used a car key on Keithley. I thought that was yeah. quite effective, quite different, but once again, using a foreign object uh, to overcome the bigger guy. And I think there's going to be a lot of that on on Sunday night as well. There's going to be a lot of uh, kind of uh, chicken shit heel tactics, you could say. Uh, but I, I do think that Johnny Gargano is going to go over, mainly because I think Keith Lee is destined for bigger things, possibly on Raw or SmackDown, maybe. Um, I think that they see money in him, so I can see Johnny Gargano going over. And I think his future is, is still in NXT. I can't really see him doing much uh, on any of the other two brands. So uh, I think Johnny goes over, Keith Lee gets called up, and uh, yeah, there's going to be some shenanigans on Sunday. 
Very well said, man. Looking at it from all angles. I love it. You guys are the best. Let's throw it to the queen. So I was so hyped for Keith Lee to get this championship belt. I have been waiting for the moment when he's been thrust into the spotlight, and I've been so hyped for that. And his matches with uh, Dominic Dijakovic, even before NXT yeah. and the indie scene, are freaking unreal. Oh, yeah, man. You know, so, like, I was so hyped for this. And unfortunately, I feel like it's been so lackluster due to our entire, you know, COVID yeah. situation. It's not his fault. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying it, it hasn't been what I think we all, as Keith Lee fans, were hoping for, right? Um, and this match, I feel like, is, is going to give him that big marquee moment with the title again to kind of thrust that back in the spotlight because, as um, John said here, it's like we got the bigger guy, little guy thing because most of his opponents have been bigger guys. So this is a time where you can really get a, a really fun story and dynamic. But unfortunately, I think that we're going to get a lot of this chicken shit stuff from Johnny, and I don't think he, he doesn't need that. Like, I know it's new for him, and it's taking me a lot longer to get used to him as a heel than I think think other people but I, I don't really I don't like it I like it better for Candice I think it works for her yeah exactly but you know Chris you said a great thing Johnny's like done it all in NXT so Pretty this much, is something yeah. he hasn't done so I, I'm in for that like I get that part so let's see what happens with it but I, I do feel like if they're pushing that their heel turn as a pair these two Candice and Johnny then I feel like he kind of has to go over here and I feel like Keith Lee is also destined for for bigger well I wouldn't say bigger things I would say different things on new the other horizons. new horizons yes um, uh, and I think he has some cool matchups in his future I I'm sad because I don't want him to lose a title. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Very well said, Queen. Bill, I know you have some thoughts on this, bro. Uh, I'm going to start with the match itself first. Is that I've been a Keith Lee fan for a few years. The first time I really ever got exposure to him was him versus Ricochet from Evolve when Flow Slam streamed that. Yeah, by me referencing Flow Slam, that's how long ago that was. Keith Lee, to me, could step in the ring with me and have a good match. And I am I have the athletic uh, ability of a frozen potato. I'm not athletic. Frozen waffles we're talking about. Frozen waffles. I, listen, I'm not even putting myself over that hard. I'm not on waffle level yet. But what I'm saying is I think this match has the potential to be great. And But I think the one thing I, I hope they're not going to do is just overemphasize that old-school Memphis heel thing where Duck's out of the ring, and he's complaining about the tights being pulled, and all that crap. Because I feel like, it's funny, because I, I might have, I, I can't speak for John or Queen, but my introduction to Johnny Gargano was as a complete heel for years, when he was in Jakara, and he was part of mm-hmm. Fist, which is friends in similar tights, and, um, and, and in other promotions. He was always a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And um, he wasn't, you know, Jerry the King Lawler type heel, which is basically what he's doing right now. Um, I hate the storyline because, to me, they, they they mixed up their characters here. To me, this was a classic NWA, Jim Crockett Promotions storyline where Surfer Sting, played by Johnny Gargano, believes Ric Flair, played by Tommaso Ciampa, that he's his friend and that he wants him to be a part of the horseman and that he's a good guy. And then there's a prolonged storyline, and then Ric Flair's like, sorry, I was joking. But that never happened. There was never a defining moment. Like, I always go back to, and I'm sorry if I'm going 
for our younger NXT fans. One of the first Clash of Champions I ever saw in my life, I believe I was seven years old, it was in Corpus Christi, Texas, and that's when the, the horsemen turned on Sting. And they had a specific reason why they turned on Sting. And that's why Rob always says when he introduces me, hashtag you know Bill, because there wasn't a defined, simple reason why Johnny turned on Tommaso. And if you and, and NXT is known for telling really great stories by boiling it down to the simplicity, and not in a negative way, but in a, in the best way possible. Simple equals better, and they always did that. This was like let's try some like really reverse psychology, very vague type thing going on. And I get it, Johnny was being booed, but he's going up against Adam Cole. Insert the sound. Hey, um, sorry. Hey, Adam Cole is the coolest heel in WWE. Of course you're going to get booed. You're going to put anybody, most 99%, unless it's Becky Lynch, you're not getting anyone to cheer you against, cheer for the other opponent of Adam Cole at this point. Like, there's very few people who are going to get over on Adam Cole, especially with Adam Cole fans. That's just how he's always been, in my opinion. So the turning of Johnny was them being too clever. Now, I, the Candace to heel turn, I'm totally for because she was stuck in this one role. And if she's going to assume that since she's such a big Disney fan in real life, this Disney evil queen character, I'm on it. I'm, I'm there yeah. for it. I was I'm, there for it when they tried doing a few months, um, last year when, when Nune, or two years ago when Nunez was mentioning it. Totally for it. Let's do it. And I could see if they had, like, eased Johnny into the role of, like, Going along with his his wife, his life partner, I would have gotten that. Um, but this was out of nowhere, and I kind of hate it. And they're trying so hard to be like, he's a heel. Now, given what Queen was saying about the empty arena era that we're now in, it would have been a lot easier. And they could have done it in different ways to convince that full sale crowd, which is like the, you know, kind of the litmus test of what can and can't get over. They could have litmus tested there, gotten him over as a heel, and then extrapolated it. But we're in an empty arena era. It's a little harder. I don't like this heel turn at all, as I've mentioned. But they have to turn people face in order for this heel turn to work. And right now, everyone's kind of either a shade of gray or a heel. So let's let's start course correcting and going back to what NXT did best which is good guy versus bad guy, and we got great wrestling out of it. That's my opinion. So if we can do that, then I'll get on the Gargano heel turn. If we're going to continue this course we're on, it sucks. Um, that's my thoughts on that. For some reason, I guess the alcohol helped me get very cogent, very poetic, I guess. Liquid courage, I love it. There's, um, I'm not like Queen going and, and going to Janela Root with the White Claw, though, but, you know. <laughs> Listen, hashtag all out challenge. <laughs> I, got, I gotta watch it. <laughs> there you go. Hashtag I've done a shot with Joey in real life, so, you know, let's do it. Same. There you go. Yes. All right. Um, it, you said you said it perfectly, Bill. There, and we we kind of saw this sneaking up on us. We've been talking about it uh, on Messenger and in our tweets and stuff. Like we see this this gray area, like you mentioned. You have this, you know, like like Champa is a face, but is he like a real face? Um, and this match is all right. Like here's a perfect example. 
in my mind, this is heel versus heel, right? Damian Priest versus Finn Balor. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Finn it is, is a so heel. confusing. I don't know what yeah. Finn Balor is. What uh, is Finn Balor? Yeah, I was very confused. I thought that match I like with him. a lot of money on a limited schedule. That's what Finn Balor is. Yeah. John, if you told me you were related to Finn Balor, Stop. I would believe you because you got like a Finn Balor thing going on right there. Right in the face. No, no, no. no one's country. got the He's from Ireland. He's from England. He's there. He's there. I, I know. To John, that's a compliment. Little known fact, John actually does have six-pack abs uh, as well. So, uh, John. <laughs> it's eight. It's eight. That's right. Uh, John, uh, we'll throw it to you, man. Your thoughts on this match, uh, Damian Priest versus Finn Balor. Yeah, I, 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 although I think this is going to be a fantastic match, you've got two very, very talented uh, individuals. I'm yet to get excited about this match, to be honest with you. I'm yet to get excited. I love, love both individuals, but as uh, Bill just said, you know, Finn Balor is, is a heel, and it looks like he's being portrayed as the face here. Um, they, they've had a bit of a build on NXT TV, which has been mildly interesting. Uh, I think they're going to you know, knock it out of the park and have a great match on Sunday night, but uh, I'm yet to get excited about this one. Um, as much as I'd love to see Finn Balor go over, I think they're going to uh, go the other direction, the other way, and push uh, Damien Priest. I think he's going to pick up the victory on Sunday night. Because uh, he's a newer guy, he can get the Finn Balor rub. Um, but uh, it's going to be a good match. It could be the surprise of the night, to be honest with you. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the match of the night because of the talent that's in the ring there but as i said i I just can't get excited about this one at the moment yeah i agree queen your thoughts i love damien priest but really because i love punishment martinez so let's be clear (laughs) but um you know i love finn balor a lot in his abs but mostly (laughs) i love finn balor in the ring (laughs) i love prince finn balor i love prince devitt um, I, I liked Demon Finn in NXT in his first run. The other side of Finn Balor when he went to Raw slash SmackDown slash whatever that was, uh, not really cool. But now that he's back in NXT, I'm loving it. I love that he's a heel. I love that he doesn't give a crap. And uh, I kind of love that both of them are together in this match, even though they're both heels. I love that. It's not something we see all the time. I'm, I'm in for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be great, like actual match-wise. Um, I think this is the first of um, kind of many matches between them. I don't think this is a one-and-done kind of thing. I would actually love to see the story kind of progress. I think Finn Balor's going to win here. Um, though, I will also not be surprised if Priest does pick up a sneaky, nefarious win. That would be kind of fun. Um, just to see Finn's face <laughs> would be great. But uh, I'm going to pick Finn to go over this time, but I, I don't think he ultimately wins this uh, program in the end. All right, Queen. I love it. Nunes. Um, yeah, it's like, like John was saying, it's hard for me to get behind this one. Like, I know it's going to be a good match, but the, the build and the lead up to it is just not really great. Um, man, I don't, I don't know which way this is going to go because Balor lost to Cameron Grimes a couple weeks ago. So it's kind of like, I don't know where his position is at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he beats he beats Gargano at TakeOver Portland, and it doesn't really go anywhere from there. Um, I, I, I think Damian Priest is going to go over on this one, uh, just because I don't know who else to pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 very tricky, man. Uh, 
like you said, this this heel versus heel matchup. I, and I think things just got kind of crazy. You know, we were talking about it earlier at Takeover Portland. I think this is kind of where Bizarro World all kind of started. I mean, in, in the wrestling world. Yeah, anyway. seriously. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, true. I thought for sure that Gargano Finn match was going to be like match of the year. And I, I was kind of underwhelmed by yeah, it. I was super here. surprised. Uh, I thought Gargano might get the win there, propelling them into this. Um, you know, number one contender situation for Gargano, and it mixes it up with the current Ciampa Cole feud going at the time. It's a no brainer. You get that triple threat: Cole, Gargano, Ciampa. Hello, money like that. Yeah. Why haven't we yeah. had that match yet? But now we're getting cute and switching everyone around. I feel like that was the way to go. Like, but I understand like Finn getting the win. Okay, I get it. After that, I'm gonna have to say that I think Finn's gonna continue. To have the momentum here, I think Finn does get the win over Damian Priest, who, who's the kind of guy I would really, really love. I'm just like, again, I'm not, I'm not in yet. Um, I'm not buying into the character. He's got kind of like that dark aura. He's got a cool move set. Um, he can put on great matches. Almost a little bit of that Alistair Black vibe, a little bit. Uh, usually my cup of tea, but I'm just, I'm not there yet. So I got to go with Finn Balor on this one, and maybe a potential uh, number one contender ship for Finn moving forward. Bill, your thoughts on this one? Sorry about that. Um, no, no I was just being uh, presented a uh, the newest doll in uh, my daughter's collection hey. that she received today from her grandparents. So um, that was her. If we're shooting the showing the video, it was my daughter Sophie, oh, who sort of kind of is a wrestling fan, working on it. Um, I would love for this match ultimately to be, to be a draw. And I'll tell you why. Ooh. Because I would love to see these two guys beat each other senseless. It ends in a draw. They shake hands. And he becomes the new enforcer for Finn Balor, much like we had Prince well, okay. David and Bad Luck Fale. Oh. And I would love to see Finn Balor on the shoulders of Damian Priest, who's a very tall New Jersey boy. Um, yeah. Monster Pack because... Yep, Monster Factory. I don't think there's a direction for Damian Priest, this whole I'm a nightlife quasi-vampire arch of infamy. That means nothing. He has literally been nothing. He's been a guy who only kind of fights um, Keith Lee and, and uh, Killian Dane and Pete Dunne. That's it. He's, he fights like a limited amount of guys. I would love for this leather jacket wearing squadron to become a thing because I think it would also define what Finn is in NXT a little bit better. These guys I think would work really great together as a tag team. I think they would be awesome together. Have them like face the tag team champions, whoever they may be. Actually, I don't even know who the NXT tag team champions are at this point. Um, I know. Oh, oh, that's why. Cause they're, uh, is, uh, I mean, they're good wrestlers, but it's just like the like Imperium thing is just a rip off of something that was cool um, and not a WWE. Maybe LOL. But it's like, uh, but yeah, Priest and, and, and Finn, man, give me that team. That's going to be, that would be a kick ass team. Um, so my hope and my prediction draw. I like it. But WWE is a cowardly company, they won't do it. I like that. I like that draw pick. That's a rare one here on the BCP. I like it. I mean, listen, Damian Priest also has the fringe on his tights, so he is the diesel to Finn Balor, Shawn Michaels. There you go. 
Interesting. I, I love it. Okay, okay. Thinking outside the box, this is why this is an all-star team. By the way, on the last podcast, um, what was it, Bill, Dare Queen? I got a lot of positive feedback, like, yo, that was a good panel, but we may top it here today. This is, uh, this is a good one, guys. Nothing to do with me. Dust. Oh, stop. Stop it. He's Plus, also, AEW, so I'm a lot better with that. Yeah, they, oh, there it is. Uh, Le Champion. All right, so let's move on to a match. I think this is an easy pick here. What an entrance. As Bill says, what a smooth handshake. we got to talk about Killer Cross, or I'm sorry, Carrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Ciampa, i got to say that this is hands down just a showcase for Killer Cross. i got to call him Killer Cross. We've seen this guy on the indies. Um, Nunez, you were, I think you were saying earlier, you saw one of his last shows. I believe Queen was there as well. Um Seeing that, and I just this guy is disciplined in the ring. This is this guy could be a phenomenal good guy, a phenomenal bad guy. Like he's got it. Him and Scarlett's entrance that first night. I think I reviewed it for the site, uh, Shameless Promo, thepopbreak.com. I was so glad I got to review that episode because that entrance was perfect with no crowd. Um, what did they have? Some smoke and strobes. Uh, just the the blocking. You know, for those who are into theatrics and stuff, it, it was just perfect. The song. Uh, I keep using the word perfect. It was amazing. I, I think Killer Cross, I got to say Killer Cross, is going to be, uh, I don't even want to say going over. Killer Cross is just going to win here. And also follow him on social media. He'll, he'll like a lot of your stuff too. Big uh, social media presence as well. I love this guy. Going places. Uh, future champ, no question. Let's throw it to the queen. Yay! I love Killer Cross. Um, also, side note, meeting him in person, he's really an imposing. Like, he's huge. Like, you don't realize, like, he looks big on TV, but, like, yeah, he's, he's really a big much. guy. <laughs> he's a big guy. Um, and and but, like, so he's nice. Not like, oh, no. Yeah, that's the thing. He's like, <laughs> like he, so he, humble, yeah. He exudes such niceness when you meet yeah. him. So, like, certain people, when you, they're big, you meet them, and you're like, oh, that's an intimidating dude. Yeah. He, he's a very welcoming he, is. Very he well, really is. He's super well kind, and um, I, I yeah, love the guy. So uh, I'm pumped. I was so excited for what they were going to do together, the Killer Smoke show in NXT. I just feel like there's so much theatrics, and 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 oh, I'm excited about it. So obviously, I feel like you know you're not going to book him the way you're going to book him <laughs> and have him lose, right? I think it's a great, exciting match with Ciampa though they're great foils and I enjoy that and I hope we see many more matches um, where it can be a little bit more I feel like competitive and and kind of bigger scale Uh, that's going to be really fun Um, I I really think he's going to be a huge big player Rob you said it it's coming future champ and uh, he will be in your house he will take your house and he will break your house (laughs) so um, that's what's happening and I I mean I know that his name is Karrion Cross, but I'll call him Killer Cross forever so Love it, Queen. That was sorry, WWE. <laughs> that's that's the quote right there, Queen. That's going in the soundbite. That's how good that was. Yeah. All right, Nunes, your thoughts, bro. Um, <clears throat> that's one of the flashiest debuts I think I've ever seen for NXT and in in uh, in a wrestling promotion in a while. I feel like with that debut, you can't have him lose his first match, regardless of who it's against. Uh. Champa's more than proven himself over these past few years with his neck injury and you know with this with this comeback after seven months, seven months, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, uh, Carrion or Killer, whatever you want to call him, uh, Carrion Cross going over on this one. Shout out to Scarlett. 
who, who also well, loves Chris Nunez. John, your thoughts uh, on this one? No kidding. Not with, not with that no guy. No kidding. Not with that yeah, guy. This is the this is the match I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I I, di- I don't know too much about Keller Cross from his from his other work. I didn't really follow him in his other promotions, but here, I mean that that entrance when he first made his appearance was was up there with the fiends uh, from last year at SummerSlam. It was that good, if not better. Yeah. Uh, he's got Scarlet by the side of him, uh, so it's a total package as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I've got to say I'm, I'm a bit surprised at how far Tommaso Ciampa's star has fallen. I believe. In, in the last few months and I know that it's been a weird situation with no fans in the crowd but I just feel he's, he's just not giving me the same Tommaso Ciampa that we were getting you know before um, you know and, 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 and yeah maybe, maybe it's more effective as a heel you know he, he was probably one of the best heel in the company for such a long time and uh, he was. his baby his baby face uh, persona is just not resonating with me uh, to be honest with you I think the outcome is reasonably predictable. I've got to go for carrying Cross, mainly because, you know, he's so new to the company. You're not going to have him lose now, this so soon, into his, uh, you know, NXT run. So, you know, that's my winner, carrying Cross. I think it's going to be a good match. It's, it could be a great match. Um, I, like I say, I'm just disappointed that the, the, the Tommaso Ciampa character just isn't doing it for me at the moment. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing the entrance. I'm looking forward to seeing what Carrying can do on Sunday night. Looking forward to seeing Scarlet. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a spectacle. Yeah, yeah. John, if, if if you need some cross uh, recommendations, if you uh, mm. seek out Bloodsport Two, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Two, him and Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, in Jersey City oh, was great. I'll also, go on YouTube, Future Stars of Wrestling from Vegas, him and John Moxley, because Cross has a really yeah, really great if you like grappling. Very, very adept grappler. I saw him live, not just with these guys, but uh, in MLW in Philly when he did a brief run there, which kind of delayed his WWE debut. Um, had awesome. some good matches there with uh, Tom Lawler, I want to I wanna say. Yeah. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Ooh. This match is going to be super quick. Karrion Cross is going to squash Tommaso Ciampa. He's going to... So, and the reason I say this is because... And it's a weird logic. The first time I saw Tommaso Ciampa was at Ring of Honor in 2013 at the Hammerstein Ballroom and fought Matt Taven for the TV title. He was the Sicilian psychopath. Had a great theme song. Look it up on YouTube. Sure did. He destroyed Matt Taven and his entire entourage in under a minute. And the place went unglued. Do not be surprised if this match goes under a minute and carrying cross destroys the crap out of Tommaso Ciampa, which will lead to an extended feud. Uh, I want to see these guys get bloody. I want to see these guys get violent. I want Ciampa to tap into the dark side. There is a big money feud here. Um, Don't be surprised if this is a quick win for uh, Killer Cross. Very well said. All right, guys. Now let's move forward into the women's NXT title match. This should be a good one. I'm excited for this. We have that triple threat, so we kind of have that oddball kind of result here. Anything can happen here. I'm excited for this one. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you guys first because, see, maybe you guys can sway me a little bit. We have uh, Rhea Ripley, another Chris Nunes fan club member, versus Io Shirai versus... um, Charlotte, the queen, the other queen, I should say. Charlotte Flair, the NXT champ. Let's throw it to... It's not dog. 
Let's throw it to our queen. That's right, Bill. Let's throw it to our queen, <laughs> the queen of Thank any. Thank you. Go ahead, queen. Appreciate you for that. Thanks. <laughs> um... Oh God! Charlotte okay. Flair is like the impact, the TNA champion moose to you. Wow! What a compliment! Uh, I went there. Thank you, Bill. You're uh, less, Rob, pro- you're you less problematic, T- Tessa Blanchard, is what I'm saying. Oh my God! <laughs> I cannot. Oh, <laughs> Rob, if you could clip that first part for me, I'd appreciate that. I got you, Queen. Um, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Here's the deal. Um. Undeniably less problematic. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. I try not to be problematic. I try to make problems if there need to be problems. But here's here's the thing. Charlotte Flair is Charlotte Flair. Yeah. I feel like this was a mistake. I feel like it was a mistake to put her with the title. I think because they have her on all three shows. I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Visitation. It's just wild card. Can we just say that it, they're trying to bring back wild card? Stop lying to me. Okay. Because that's what they're doing, and it's annoying. <laughs> anyway, that's another soapbox for another day. Um, can, I ask, can I ask you a question? Because I forget I'm not hosting this podcast sometimes, because <laughs> I host three other podcasts. Is, uh, do you think it was just done just to um, operating against NX, uh, sorry, against AEW? I mean, I think that's – business-wise, it's, it's smarter um, to do that. You could get people to, to tune in to NXT on Wednesday nights. I think that's a smart thing. Um, plus, getting some veteran presence in NXT can't hurt. Their division is so awesome as it is. It just is fun to see her wrestle new people. Um, and, but also, I think ultimately it was because, you know, there wasn't really a place for her on the other two show, shows. Bailey and Sasha are doing their thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, whether you like Bailey's heel turn or not, she's been doing stuff with that. And, you know, the whole Becky thing was going on on Raw and there really wasn't a place for Charlotte and Charlotte hadn't been in a real title contendership for a while which is unusual for Charlotte Flair so this kind of made sense in that way but I think ultimately it's just been a mistake um I, I think it slowed the momentum that Rhea Ripley had I think it um uh, which I really didn't like that they did it because I feel like she's got real 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 star potential um and it's time uh for for more of her which is why I'm kind of leaning that way for her winning this. I think ultimately the match is going to be great uh, between these three in the ring. It's going to be an awesome ladies uh, main event match uh, for the title. I think it's going to be awesome in that regard. I really would love to see EO get the title. I feel like it's long overdue. I feel like I've been waiting for her to get this title for, I don't know how long, but forever. (laughs) And, uh, I love the crazy EO. I love her music. Everything about her is so great. And she's one of the best. She's one of the best. One of the best. Um, but but I feel like we're going to get the Rhea, com- um, you know, like put the comeuppance on Charlotte here. I feel like that's what we're going to see. Um, but uh, I like Charlotte Flair. I just like Charlotte Flair where she was. So I wish they would just return her to where she is. Because, you know, she's going to get 16 or more championship reigns. So I feel like that could be well utilized somewhere else, especially now that uh, Becky, God bless, is uh, doing her thing. So the man is becoming the mom. So I, I think there's room for Charlotte to kind of return to that scene. It makes more sense uh, business-wise uh, for that purpose. And um, I don't know. I, there's a small, tiny part of me that feels like we could be seeing Charlotte Ripley too later somewhere, right? And not in a triple threat, and like, so you could give the belt to EO here, but at the same time, if, if, if ultimately I, in my heart of hearts, I feel like Charlotte's going to go back to raw. So I feel like, um, 
it makes more sense to put it on Rhea and let that division kind of go back to what it was doing pre-Charlotte Flair. That yeah. was a lot. I'm really sorry. No, <laughs> que- que- not at all. Claw. Queen, you're... you're dropping like a master class over there. No, I was going to say, <laughs> Queen, that, that's another soundbite right there because uh, you're swaying me a lot on this. I like everything that you say. Uh, I might have to go Rhea as well just because everything you say. I would love the result to be Io Shirai winning the belt. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Long overdue, in my opinion. But uh, I, I do agree with everything you said. I think Charlotte's going back to Raw. I think this triple threat, it doesn't hurt Charlotte to lose in this way. Charlotte doesn't necessarily need to get pinned. Uh, I would love to see Io Shirai. I kind of hope I'm wrong, but I got to go. And I love Rhea Ripley. Not as much as Chris Nunes does, but uh, I'll go with Rhea Ripley to uh, be the new NXT Women's Champion. And uh, maybe Io will be next in line. That would be great. Nunes, your thoughts? Um, to touch on what Queen brought up, I really didn't like that uh, Charlotte won the title at WrestleMania against Rhea Ripley. I feel like Rhea needed that win more than she did. Charlotte is probably, besides Becky, the biggest, not even just women's wrestler that they have, just one of the biggest wrestlers in general. Yes. Just coming off the main event, the first ever female main event last year, which we were at, um, she didn't need to win the belt. Like you said, it stopped Rhea's momentum big time. And then also everything with COVID and then her with the visa not being able to get over. Um, but I think with Becky leaving, uh, this, this does open a spot for Charlotte. And I do believe that Rhea is going to get her, get the title back and it's going to lead to a Rhea and Io Shirai feud. Um, Charlotte doesn't need the belt. Um, um, I, I agree that they kind of put the belt on her to pop NXT's ratings. But uh, at this point, I think Rhea's going to win the belt back. Wow. Very interesting. John, your thoughts, man. Yeah, this, this in my opinion, is going to be the match of the night. Uh, this is the match I've been looking forward to since oh, they yeah. announced uh, TakeOver in your house. I think the dynamic between these three wrestlers is going to be off the charts, to be honest with you. Uh, Rhea and Charlotte had an excellent match at WrestleMania. Regardless of your thoughts on what you know, on WrestleMania itself, they had probably the match, the best in-ring match um, of, of yep. the two nights. Totally. And, um, and, and I've got to say, as much as I was against Rhea dropping the belt at Mania. Um, I think Charlotte has brought some additional star presence and star power to the NXT women's title and to the NXT TV show. That's just my opinion. And she's, you know, a big heel. Um, and I think that they, they probably needed that. The, the women's division in NXT, or as good as it is, has gone through a bit of a transitional phase. Um, and, I, I, you know, Eva Street was red hot at the end of 2019 with Rhea picking up the belts. Um, but yeah, but the total change, I'm not totally against it, but I've got to say, my pick for Sunday night is Io Shirai. I think it's long overdue that they've, uh, you know, they, they need to put the belt on her. I would um, love her to win the belt. Uh, yeah, and, and Charlotte will be done with her NXT run. We can have a nice little feud over the next couple of takeovers, over, you know, to see... 2020 out with a nice shoe between the Osha Ryan and uh, Rhea Ripley. I don't mind if they exchanged about us backwards and forwards. That'd be fine by me because they're both two young, exciting, um, you know, fantastic wrestlers. Um, but uh, this is going to be the match of the night. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think um, this triple threat dynamic is going to work on Sunday night. So uh, yeah, put, put this match on last as far as I'm concerned. Make it the main event because it is going to deliver. I love that. I love that. Very well. This is why yes. you're here, man. Very well said. Bill, your thoughts, bro. 
I think this match got a, a little bit of the fast forward button because of Becky Lynch's announcement and because we had to change things up a bit. Because I think, like Quinn was saying and, and others have said, like Charlotte being in NXT would have, like, I would have loved to see a Charlotte Tegan Knox feud for like a hot minute, a Charlotte. Uh, even putting her up against like a Dakota Kai or a Candice or someone like like just having these feuds and then eventually culminating in what we're seeing right now so with the SummerSlam takeover, which is always NXT's like outside of War Games, it's like NXT's big rest. It's NXT's WrestleMania in a lot of ways because that was their coming out party in Brooklyn. Um, I think Io Shirai is taking this because well, I Ooh. think ultimately it's going to take because. One, I'm just going to do wonky Zapruder film conspiracy theory stuff. It is no secret that Io Shirai and Kyrie Zane's contracts are coming up very soon, so why not put a title on them to resign? Or at least I, I, Io Shirai, if I was Kyrie Zane, I'd be like, please keep me away from Nia Jax, I'll go back to Japan. Um, I'll wrestle on Lucha Underground in front of nobody uh, instead of fighting her. Hashtag watch stardom. Hashtag stardom is amazing. Um, is uh, So the thing is, I think Io Shirai is going to take it because, one, for that, and two, it's a fresh new person holding the title. And uh, let's let's not mince words here. Io Shirai is one of the best women's wrestlers in WWE. She's amazing. She's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, period. Stop. That's the, that's the tweet. Um, it's... Um, yeah, and she's great. And I would, I think, then we move on to a Charlotte Rhea. Who's going to face EO at the big take next takeover? You know, like I said, the WrestleMania of takeovers before SummerSlam. And that's going to be, and I think it'll ultimately be Rhea. We got a Rhea EO uh, match there, and it's going to be big money. And um, EO's great. She's, she's, like effortless in the ring and how good she is. So to me, that's where you got to go with that. And then Charlotte could go elsewhere and be awesome. Uh, hopefully to raw because they're kind of now lacking uh, some, some talent, some star power, I should say. And, um, you know, with Io Shirai, I mean, she could have a great match with a paper bag. So, I mean, like, guess what? You have you don't have paper bags in NXT. You have some of the best women in the entire world. So we're going to win on this one. She can have like great matches with women going forward, and then we get the Rhea match in August, and it will be awesome too. Because as Nunez said, Rhea's like momentum post winning that title, and then it was kind of, and then when she also Charlotte, it's just like she she really got kneecapped there. So yeah, she totally needs to go cool. with, like, let's have this be a feud for the ages. Like, NXT's women's title has been a legacy title of Asuka holding it for, like, a year plus, Shayna holding it for a year plus. It was super interesting when Kyrie and Asuka were, chain, were exchanging the titles and had that really intense feud. Let's see that again. Let's not see, like, this overly dominant champion, in my opinion. Let's see, like, this intense emotional physical feud that you know we see some belt exchanges and the ultimate winner of that goes on to be NXT Women's Champion the loser of that whomever it may be goes on to the goes on to Raw or Smackdown and brings 
the women's division of that brand to another level. Because Io and Rhea will elevate whomever they go to if they lose that feud. Raw SmackDown, they'll elevate that women's division like that immediately. Interesting, interesting stuff, guys. All right, let's take it home. Let's talk about the NXT title match. Again, we're kind of talking about, like, I would put Dream in kind of that tweener kind of role we've seen him face we've seen him heal yeah. very interesting interesting feud here i think dream definitely deserves the title shot uh he did have that very very short match i remember i was talking to bill i'm like it's 952 like the match is starting it's a very quick match between them um i think we'll get a great match here um i do agree with john though i'm gonna say that the uh the women's match going last i love that idea i think that would be great uh, I think it's a no-brainer well, this here. This is a backlot brawl. Yes. So this will be the cinematic match, probably. Yeah, I'm thinking that as well, Bill. We're seeing a lot more of that. Very, very well said. And I'll throw it right back to you, right back to you, Bill. I'm just going to say Cole's going to retain here. Continue his streak as the longest reigning uh, NXT champ, and Dream will not be able to challenge him uh, going forward. Bill, your thoughts? So Bill's answer is Adam Cole loses the title. Adam Cole's contract expires and he goes to AEW and becomes the Ric Flair of pro wrestling that I said he would be the first time I ever saw him wrestle because I think he is a generational talent. And I don't know if that generational talent is going to translate to Raw or SmackDown. I really don't. I think he'll stay in WWE's system. However, I don't know if he's going to reach the heights that we I personally expect he should be, which is the main event of WrestleMania. I think he should be headlining. I think he should be a champion. I think if you watch that one SmackDown where he fought Daniel Bryan, it more than proved that he is, despite his height, uh, which some people are still hung up on, he is an amazing wrestler, and he could put a crowd in the palm of his hand and do whatever he wants with it. I don't know if that's going to happen. But I know, because I'm a dork, that if he went to AEW, he'd be the number one guy. And he would lead that brand. And everyone who loved him in NXT would march right over. Not that I want to see anything bad happen in NXT or WWE. I'm just saying, I think he would be huge business over there as opposed to another guy with a belt in NXT. But that's not going to happen because I'm sure he's going to resign. If he doesn't, I will totally be marking out like a seven-year-old boy like I was when I first started watching wrestling. Anyway, this match has to be awesome. And the reason I say it has to be awesome is because since his return, Velveteen Dream, in my opinion, has been meh. And maybe that's lack of a crowd. Maybe that's because they've also booked Velveteen Dream. Instead of being this edgy good guy, they've just booked him, frankly, as a douchebag. Let me airbrush Marina Shafir onto my crotch of my tights. And I'm the guy you're supposed to cheer. Let me tweet about Kathy Kelly to Finn Balor. But I'm the good guy. It's not how it works. To me, it's like, we if he was the only guy who was in the gray area, that'd be fine. But he's not. There's way too many people in NXT like this right now. <clears throat> Velveteen Dream is an amazing talent. 
that is not being used right, in my opinion. He needs to win this title. If he doesn't win this title, I honestly don't know where he goes. Do you? I mean, he, I think he has to win this title. And and so I'm going to pick him because this is his type of match because he can never challenge again if he loses. So I think Velveteen, Velveteen Dream's got to win here. And then WWE's got to realize, like, we have a seminal talent right here in Velveteen Dream who is super young, and we have to capitalize on him. And we got to make him. I mentioned Adam Cole as a Ric Flair. Velveteen Dream could be a Ric Flair. He could be the guy. And before his untimely injury, he was the guy. And he got it. And he was doing things that people in WWE weren't even doing. Uh, and he got himself over with his own with his brain. Like he came up with the ideas of like I'm gonna troll Ricochet and do Prince Puma S tights. I'm going to put on Hollywood Hogan type tights. And it had nothing to do with the matches he was doing. It, it yeah. was just like things. It was like bring me up Vince. Like stuff like that was so creative. Exactly. So creative. So original. And I don't think anything they've done with Dream since he's come back has been Dream original. It's been WWE <laughs> telling Dream what to do. That's not how you get over with Dream. Dream is his own guy. And I'm referring to him almost in the third person like he's The Rock. Because in a lot of ways, this dude could be The Rock. Wow. He's that charismatic. He's that good. That Aleister Black match he had, where it was an opening match, where his whole angle was, say my name. And he got, that was the match of the night. That dude can make them so much money, they're just not capitalizing on it right now. They are not capitalizing on his talent. He has to win this match. Could I see Adam Cole winning? Absolutely. But I, Velveteen Dream is the guy who deserves to win this match. Let's move Adam Cole somewhere else, PW, and let's uh, let's have Velveteen Dream be the guy in NXT. Let's give him his time in NXT because wow. he's he's earned that time in NXT, as the top guy in NXT. Wow, some deep deep in depth thoughts there. Very high on the dream right now. I'm going to throw it over to my good brother, uh, the goodest brother, I should say, Chris Nunez, because we got an awesome picture with Adam Cole where we're all doing the UE like uh, hand logo. I wish that we had like one more person, Nunez, so there was four of us, but it's going to be hard to top that picture, man. Uh, your thoughts on this match, bro? Uh, well, all I know is once Adam Cole gets re-signed, it's going to be Adam Cole payday. <laughs> Oh, oh, dude. Good night. Good night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to do that. Um, So correct me if I'm wrong. If Velveteen Dream loses this, he can't challenge for the NXT title ever or as long as Adam Cole is champion. As long as as Adam Cole. Right. Uh, Okay, okay. Oh, man. This is a hard one because, like like Bill was saying, like it – Velveteen Dream is in a gray area, and Adam Cole is like the cool heel. So the storyline going into this is kind of strange as well. Um, I, I I still say I I, I still think they're going to keep it on Adam Cole. It's it's I think mostly because uh, with the contract and everything like that, it surprises me they had they haven't resigned him yet. He's a free agent in two months. He's one of your biggest stars. I'm very surprised that they let this go that long. Um, but I think uh, 
I think Adam Cole's going to retain. Wow, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with Adam Cole. Queen, we'll throw it to you. I think Adam Cole, uh, his um, smartest move would probably be to resign for now. I think AEW has a lot of things going on, and they have a very full roster, yeah. and they have a lot of stories that are being filled out right now. But I think eventually we see Adam Cole there. It's just not right right yet. But I but I do agree very much so that this is a must win for Dream. This is the time to go back to pre-injury Dream, where, as Bill said, he was the guy. He was the guy. I want that Dream back, and I want to see some really interesting stuff. I think eventually Undisputed, as much as we love Undisputed, is going to fall apart because uh, I think Adam Cole can do big things elsewhere. I would love to see him as the Intercontinental Champion. I would love to see him in programs with Cesaro and with Shinsuke and with Daniel Bryan yeah. and some of these dope you know, talents um, that they're really filling out in SmackDown. And, and ultimately, I feel like that's where he could hang out for a while. Um, I want to see the big things. I agree he should be main eventing. Um, I, I love Adam Cole. And I, I was so excited when he showed up in NXT and what a mark he has made in the short years that he has been. He's transformed NXT, especially the championship. And he's been the champion for over a year. Um, you know, he's done everything. The, the back-to-back matches with Johnny Gargano alone were the most unbelievable things. He's done so much as champion, but like what's left for him now? You've done all the things. He's like Johnny in that way. But Johnny, I can see staying in NXT because he is NXT. He bleeds that stuff. Adam Cole, I feel like, is destined for bigger things. At least in my brain. If I was running in, uh, if I was running WWE, he'd be main eventing WrestleMania. But that's neither here nor there because I'm not. So um, I, I'm ultimately going to pick Dream because I feel like he has to win. Um, and I hope the cinematic match is, is better than the Chapa Gargano one. Thanks. Yeah. I'm in the minority. I thought I was in the minority. I'm no, like, I didn't like that. I didn't like it. Oh. Yeah, I was there. Wow. All right, John. Hell of a debut so far. Take us home, bro. Yeah, so you, you've got to think about the type of match. This is a backlot brawl. So uh, when I think of backlot brawl, I think of uh, Goldust versus Roddy Piper from whichever WrestleMania it was 20-odd years wow. ago. That, that was a classic match. but long uh, ass time ago. Oh, yeah, but, but we've seen it's, a lot of cinematic matches, haven't we? But, but we've seen a lot of cinematic matches. Now, I'm kind of thinking about how this match might play out. I can definitely see other members of Undisputed Era getting involved. Oh, I, can, I, 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 can, I can definitely see them re- creating the scene when they put Velveteen Dream on the shelf but the other way around and possibly Velveteen Dream dropping Adam Cole off of some high platform or off the top of a truck I could also possibly see Dexter Loomis getting involved because he's been intertwined in all of this as well hasn't he so I think Dexter Loomis might be there possibly to side with Velveteen Dream and to help him get the win eventually to to fight off to combat the the other uh, members of UE Um, this is going to be a fun match potentially runs the risk of being overly booked which you oh, know, yeah. a lot of these cinematic matches do tend to be anyway um, I think it'll be fun I think it'll be fun I do think Velveteen Dream will come out as the winner the new NXT champion wow. 
I hope, I really, really hope that um, this is kind of, you know, one door closes, another door opens for Adam Cole and he gets an opportunity. As the Queen said, you know, to possibly go on to Raw or SmackDown to have all these wonderful dream matches, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, you name it. But um, I, I can, that's how I see the match playing out. I think it's going to be fun. I think, yeah, give the Velveteen Dream a run with the title. Um, it, it's it's going to be a fun match. It's going to be lots of shenanigans and lots of uh, uh, you know, booking decisions in there that people are going to be questioning Monday morning. Uh, but Velveteen Dream for me. Think of a Keith Lee Velveteen Dream feud. Yeah. Or oh, Carrying Carrying Cross versus Velveteen Dream. I'm in. Oh, let's go. Done. Yeah, let's do it. Those entrances. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. You guys. Uh, th- this is really good stuff. You guys are kind of swaying me a little bit, and I'm almost kind of getting the feeling as we talk about these matches, we're turning the page a little bit with NXT. You know, uh, Riddle just went to SmackDown, and I'm sorry, I'm making you guys miss SmackDown a little bit right now. But um, you know, say Cole gets. Gonna watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, say Cole gets called up, or you know, uh, moved, uh, you know, they don't like using the term called up anymore to SmackDown or Raw. Uh, I see a lot of guys uh, in flux right now moving, and it's, it's a very strange time. It'd be interesting to see what NXT looks like after this pay per view. I have heard that the production for this pay per view is going to be phenomenal. It's supposed to have like an old school feel. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do with the audience here. Uh, like I, we, we've said on previous podcasts, I think AEW has knocked it out of the park in terms of having that outdoor, no walls audience kind of feel. And NXT has done. I have to yeah. say, NXT has done the best job of WWE's no, you know, you know, wrestler yeah. crowds because, I like, agree. there's one thing that's driven driven me nuts is that you see the heels of NXT cheering like they're six year old, you know, fans for the things, and you're just like. Jessamyn Duke, what are you doing? Marina Shafir, what are you doing cheering for a, a face? You're a bad guy. You cheer for the bad guys. That's what you do. You put the good guys. It's simple logic. And you know where they do it? They do it in NXT. They don't do it on Raw. They do it in NXT. Yeah, it's... Because, it's... Like, because NXT like cares about, for the most part, cares about like consistency, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it, it's confusing right now. Raw but puts the Rock's daughter on first. It's like we have a crowd. Here's the Rock's daughter. Okay, cool. You can tweet about it. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's a confusing time right now. We make do with what we have. And uh, guys, I appreciate you taking the time to come on for the stellar panel. Uh, we're first. excited to, to watch the pay per view. Uh, it's time to put ourselves over. We're gonna throw it to uh, John first. John has a phenomenal podcast, Wrestling with Johners, that I've had the privilege of being on. Um, it is a way more educated podcast than mine is. Um, he's very smart gentleman. <laughs> you guys look at everything in depth. Uh, John, tell us a little bit about your show and where everyone can follow you. Yeah, we tend to drop uh, episodes every Saturday where we cover uh, weekly NXT and AEW Dynamite. Um, but I've been focusing more on the interviews. I, I interview uh, in partnership with Turnbuckle TV, which is an on-demand service over here in the UK. The focus on a lot of uh, UK indie uh, wrestling. So I, I actually work uh, alongside them, do interviews with them. Uh, so when I'm not dropping my NXT and AEW stuff over the weekends, I'm normally doing a, an interview or two midweek. Uh, you can uh, catch all my stuff. Uh, just go to the website wrestlingwithjohners.com you've got links there to all of my social media uh, you've got uh, a full archive of all of my podcasts and interviews uh, and various other things that's going on there but if you want to follow me follow me uh, on, on twitter at withjohners underscore pod that's at withjohners underscore pod and uh, Rob and, and the guys thank you very much for having me on it's been a blast 
We're not worthy, who's man. The, uh, who's the next breakout? Yeah, we are not worthy. Who's the next breakout UK indie guy or gal? Um, well, I've got to say, um, I interviewed a 16-year-old Chantelle Jordan. I don't know if you've heard of Chantelle Jordan. She is kick-ass. She had a, uh, a, a, a street fight with Joey Janela when she was only 15 that, um, that, went, vi- that, that, that went viral where they did, uh, she, she got pole-driven off of a off of a car. They fought onto a public bus, into shops and restaurants, and then back into the ring eventually. But uh, Chantelle Jordan, watch out for her in about two or three years time she will be uh, the biggest star in the UK I'm checking that out man you, you sold me on that man look at John doing a, what a professional you're putting people over still I love it Queen tell everyone where we can follow you on social media and all your amazing shows that you're involved with well, uh, firstly, I just would like to say thank you for having me back. It's been a pleasure speaking with all of you. Um, but in lieu of putting myself over, I, w- I would like to say something else. Um, this is Pride Month, and um, I am running a giveaway, uh, which started today and will end on Sunday, for a brand new um, Nightmare Family Pride shirt from Cody Rhodes. Mm. Um, I have I have bought uh, kind of to uh, you know celebrate and to kind of give back. Um, a unisex tank top version because hashtag all out challenge getting those gains uh, and I've won to give away so if you follow me on Twitter um, go to my pinned tweet and you don't even have to follow me the only thing is is I just want you to retweet it um, it goes of course all proceeds to the Trevor Project which is the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for uh, LGBTQ plus youth so um, very very important and in this time of chaos and sadness um i just want everyone to continue to be kind to one another uh and uh you know come hang out and uh spread some positivity love it queen always doing great work for great causes we love you um fantastic job always a pleasure mr bill bodkin let's get some shameless promo for our website thepopbreak.com uh you know honestly we've been a little quiet past week or so on thepopbreak.com given the uh current situation in the united states um if you want to check us out, we're at thepopbreak.com. We're going to start posting again real soon. I am also the host of the Socially Distance Podcast, which you can find out on Anchor, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Um, check us out at popbreak.com. All spelled out on Twitter, forward slash popbreak.com. All spelled out on Facebook. Um, and a lot of stuff you're going to see right there right now is um, links to organizations uh, to donate for charity for Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, it's, it's something that, um, as a a site where we have and had black writers and, uh, me personally have friends who are black and have people of color who've experienced a lot of really negative things during this time period, uh, during COVID, during, and right now and their whole lives. Um, we need to do a lot better in the world. Um, we need to do a lot better than when the hashtags calm down. Uh, we can all enjoy entertainment. We can all enjoy podcasts and movie reviews and music and TV and wrestling stuff. But at the same time, the sustained action to change the world is going to take a long time. And we have to all be dedicated towards that. And uh, for me, uh, you know, I mentioned all my stuff. Um, if you want to check that out, cool. But I'd rather you check out really great charities and really great organizations 
really great messages that are going around on social media right now as opposed to my site. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys using the platform again to say a few words. Uh, that's great. I think if we learned anything this year, it's time for everyone to step up. It's time for everyone to communicate. It's time for everyone to have a conversation. It's time for everyone to be positive and take care of each other. Uh, we've been saying that for months and months and months here. Uh, I hope I hope we finally get it. Nunez, anything to say before we get out of here? Just be kind. Um, spread positivity. Spread love. And in order for all lives to matter, black matter, black lives have to matter first. Exactly. Love, love it, guys. Guys, I appreciate a few minutes. Um, everyone, enjoy the pay-per-view tomorrow. Everyone stay positive. Uh, take care of each other. Be kind. Uh, one love. And let's all watch wrestling together. We're out. Peace, guys. Thank you.